Hey, security peeps, we are live with another edition of Breaking Into Cybersecurity. I am Renee Small, cybersecurity super recruiter, uh, demystifying cybersecurity careers for the month of October, which is Cybersecurity Awareness Month. I am here with an awesome guest, Justin Jones. Say hi to everybody, Justin. Hi, everybody. So Justin is here to kind of help with more job hunting. So Justin's been here pretty much um, every Saturday or a couple Saturdays ago, and he's back now to help with actually the job hunt. So Justin, do you want to take it away? Oh, yes, of course. Uh, and thank you for that introduction. Um, and what I want to say is a lot of times people just have generic, hey, just go do these things, right? And they sometimes oversimplify it or make it too difficult for you to kind of gauge how you take your next step. Um, so what we did a couple of weeks ago was I actually in chat said, hey, what are you looking for? What location? And I actually showed a few different search engines, LinkedIn, through Google, Indeed, different ways. And I said, hey, here's four or five jobs for this one person, right? And then here's a recruiter also you can link up with immediately so that 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 day while they were on here live um they were already reaching out to these recruiters um already talking already applying to the positions all that stuff and then on top of that i went into de detail about you know the resume piece needs to correlate to the job but only if you have that experience don't just grab keywords toss it in there because what's going to happen is that pre-interview or some piece of that you know, you're just going to fall flat, right? So you want to set yourself up for success. Um, so that that's one piece is, so if there's some things in there that you may not fully understand, because a lot of job postings will have maybe like 30, 40, 50, 200 different line items. Um, and there's not one single person that has touched each piece of that, or at least become very experienced on, right? So I can open up an application, spend an hour, two hours learning it, that doesn't mean I'm experienced in it, but I at least had a little bit of knowledge of what that does, how it plays into the overall picture, right? So what I'm trying to get at is um, don't feel that just because there's a few bullets on a, a posting, you're not uh, that great candidate um, that that company wants to apply and to uh, bring on board. Um, so I always push apply, apply, apply. Um, let someone else tell you the no. <laughs> Um, exactly. I'm with you on that. Um, Philip Wells says, hello, Justin and Renee. Hello, Philip. <laughs> Come with your questions. Anybody that has questions. So Justin shared. Justin, do you want me to share this profile? Uh, I'm going to share. I'm going to share my screen real quick. Uh, okay. Just so it's uh, on. Since you're the host, you can you know navigate a little better. Yeah. And I'll just I'll just move on my end. <laughs> so I, I just sent the uh, uh, application share. Okay. Let me add this to the stream. Um, there we go. Can you see it? Yep, I can see it. Yep. Perfect. Um, so uh, years ago, uh, this guy named Michael Quinn, uh, formal, was previously in the military, got out, landed an excellent job. Um, he has so many stories he shares. Uh, he's one of the uh, LinkedIn top boys. So what LinkedIn does is every year they actually announce these are the people that, you know, you should follow um, that will help inspire you, help help you your future. Right. So uh, I stumbled upon him early on. 
Um, and this isn't just if you're a veteran, if you have a clearance, anything like that. This is just uh, strictly creating, modifying, and making your profile uh, better for people that are looking at you, right? So what a lot of times happens is you create a quick profile, maybe spend five, 10 minutes on it, and then out, out you go, right? You just start looking for jobs, you look at posts, you reach out recruiters, do all that stuff. So, but if you look at it in reverse, um, when you look at your profile itself, how does that uh, speak to others, right? So uh, a picture, I, I, I know a lot of people, there's differences in, of opinion about that, but typically having a picture there, that, that, that increases overall uh, engagement, period. No matter what that picture is, whatever, but typically that would increase engagement. Um, a lot of people don't want to just see a blank screen and that's what they're talking to. Same with uh, when you're doing a video chat like this. You know, if I was a blank screen, are you hearing is this voice? You don't see any expression, um, anything of that nature, right? So that's a that's a big uh, piece to that, right? So um, going further down, right? So a big piece is who are you? Um, what type of background do you have? So that's where this headline really uh, pushes it, right? Um, having a background image, so a long time ago, and I, I need to bring it back again, but my background picture used to have my all my CompTIA certs. And now I've added a few other certs since then, so I, I, I need to go back to the person that made it for me, pay him a few bucks, <laughs> um, and uh, remake it with uh, you know all my other certs. So like in the background, so right when you click on my account, you'll be like, oh crap, he has, that's pretty cool. And then you know, it makes it look professional, right? And that's that's what we're pushing for. And then, um, you know, you have a quick summary. So your your summary page can really push the um, seeking job um, skilled in, you know, different keywords so that when people are looking for you, they can they can find you with those certain keywords. Right. Um, so just put in cybersecurity in your profile, um, put get get more in depth of actual positions uh, within the cybersecurity realm. Um, so when people are looking for you, are they just, you know, if they only had two minutes to look at your profile and say, yeah, this person looks like they, they can do this position, right? Give them some ammo, you know, to work with um, when, when, they're, they're, when they're making that decision. Um, and then further down, um, and uh, Renee shared this, and I, I really encourage people to take the few minutes to read this. And he, he goes straight into um, why you need to do this. Um, how LinkedIn does all this for you um, and step-by-step step with the actual setting up your profile. So, uh, I mean, it's pages and pages and pages of him going uh, very, very in-depth. Um, and as I was saying, it's that leveraging your profile for that person, the recruiter outside looking at you. So this is another thing of uh, all the information that you can see um from you know that those recruiters um and i mean that's that's pretty much what this whole piece is about is uh making you on linkedin look better um than you were yesterday and i want to add justin that i you know when you shared this with me recently i think this is so powerful because it breaks every section down. And to your point, it shows people this is what recruiters, you know, like the, the different engagement, 
um, at the end of the day, LinkedIn is a it's a it's an it's a recruiting platform. Um, you know, they say it's other stuff, but <laughs> the money comes from companies. You know, with hiring with recruiter seats, and hence why so many recruiters reach out to people, et cetera, et cetera. It have been for however long LinkedIn's been around, almost 20 years. Um, so with that said, you know, very much all the algorithms, they're almost like an applicant tracking system from a search perspective. And so everything that Justin is talking about and Michael Quinn, who, you know, kind of outlined this is he's right. He's sharing like, okay, having cybersecurity. I tell people all the time, you want to have it peppered throughout your resume. You want to have whatever skills you are um I'm sorry, not throughout your resume, throughout your uh, LinkedIn profile, which is like the, the resume at this point. Um, in keywords in, in like throughout the body of the whole entire um, LinkedIn profile, because what happens is when a recruiter is looking at it from the back end of LinkedIn and they type in like certain keywords, like, oh, I'm looking for an incident response lead. I'm looking for a cybersecurity analyst. I'm looking for whatever the title is and whatever skill sets. When they type those keywords in and they do that search, they're going after the people who are, have it like peppered throughout their whole profile. So, you know, this is just so powerful sharing, um, you know, this guy kind of outlining and in, in with the arrows and everything bit by bit showing you. Uh, the the backstory to LinkedIn and what is important and changing, you know, even editing the link to your URL, all those different things that make a difference. So and, thank you, Justin, for this. And a piece of it too, um, it's like a how-to guide. Like, you know, if you first make a LinkedIn account, you know, like click next, click next, like do this, do this to, you know, build a profile. This is taking that and taking it to a new level, right? Uh, so the people that know about this and actually leverage um, this for what it is, you know, this might take you 15, 20 minutes to build out, but I guarantee you there will be more recruiters and more people that will see your account, period. There's no question about it. When you sprinkle in those keywords, when you have, you know, those titles within your headline, not just job seeking as a headline, you actually put looking for a role and possibly, you know, if you have a certification, you know, other things in, in there. Um, for Michael's uh, perspective, right? He put, you know, he had his clearance and, you know, this is, you know, what he's looking at. He wants to be into uh, management, right? And I, I would take it to another level as if, uh, especially since he's a top voice on LinkedIn, is to look at um, some of his previous posts. Uh, he'll post about, uh, you know, his time getting out where he's looking at, you know, working for the NFL, right? Um, and then they decided to pass on him for, you know, various reasons, but it didn't uh, stop him from keep, you know, looking for other avenues and other ways of doing things, right? Or the time of, you know, he, he was too dressed up. <laughs> for interview, right? And, but he was taught that, right? So he was told, hey, this is how you need to present yourself uh, in this manner and all that stuff. And he shows up and they're all, you know, in casual, you know, outfits. And, you know, so he thought that that might've been another piece uh, to this puzzle, right? Um, so it's, it, what I want to say with that is always discuss with the recruiter and with the team that's hiring you, how, you know, to come in and stuff like that, like engage with that team. It's really about the culture. I think that's so important. I mean, um, 
if you show up in some in a startup and you're you know suited all the way up with a tie and everything like that and everybody else is walking around in jeans and t-shirts then it's going to show that you don't fully understand what the um culture. what the culture is like exactly and culture fit is key um so definitely Justin I'm glad you touched on that so that you can bring so people can kind of ask the recruiter you know what do people do you know what what should I what should I wear um, is this a student's hire environment? Do your own research. I mean, all of your security people, do some OSIN, get out there, figure out, see what these people, when they're doing presentations, things like that. Like, what are they wearing? Um, if everybody's in polo shirts most of the time, or if you go on their website and they got pictures of people, you know, in the office and most folks are in jeans, then, you know, you want to, you may not want to wear jeans to the interview. I'm not saying anybody should wear jeans, but you want to show up in a way, you don't want to be like the stiff corporate banker when going into, you know, a tech startup or something like that. Um, Justin, before we continue, do you, you want to keep this up while we continue? Uh, we, yeah, we can keep it up since, okay, uh, cool. I, I, because I have it in the post. Uh, so we can, yeah, for right now, I keep it up. Yeah, cool. Well, I'll just shout out some people who are here. So Philip is here. Hey, Ozzy, she's here, she says hello. Um, Danielle, hey, Danielle, she's here, good afternoon. Hey, fam. Um, Dave, Dave Kinsler says, hey, fam, hey. Uh, let's see, someone else is here, but it just says LinkedIn user, and I swear to you all, right now, while I'm on this chat, I'm gonna figure out how to get that LinkedIn user thing off. And then Shreya is here, hey, Shreya, she reached out to me beforehand. And Derek Leggins is here. Hello, Derek. So, um, Justin, where are we going? Every time I say, Ju my son's name is Justin. So when I say Justin with power, like Justin. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> so, so wait, go ahead, continue. Um, no, so that that's what I would say is um, a big piece of it is, you know, your rep, you know, how you represent. So, a lot of people say, think, oh, I just need to get these questions right, right? Hey, I went in an interview. They asked me what two plus two is. I told them four. Cool, right? But it's how you present yourself, how you present what the company will look like, all that. So there's an entire package that you're bringing to a company um, for that time. Um, so they're not just paying for your knowledge and your skill set, it's it's who you are overall, right? And that, that goes into inclusion, diversity, uh, and all these other hiring practices that, that say, do you, are you a fit to come in and represent what we as a company want to present, right? Um, and that, that, that I would say that that's a big piece of it and understanding how to uh, navigate that portion, right? Uh, no matter who you are, what background you have, it's how to uh, engage with different people across the entire spectrum, especially if you work at a worldwide uh, institute where you're gonna go to multiple different countries or engage with people you know, across this country or other countries, um, it, it's where you, know, you need to know how to engage, right? So something on your profile could also show something of that uh, degree, right? Um, for me, I had on my resume uh, for about three years, I was in an inclusion diversity team. I was like uh, the assistant lead uh, to it, right? So it was building that culture within uh, the command we were at at the time and, you know, making sure everyone had equal level playing ground. Um, there was no bias, you know, you know, we talk about bias and, you know, 
uh, bias that you can't see because it's in your blind spot. So, you know, we shed light on that, you know, and, and I think if every company and everyone out there did this, you know, and they, they push that every day and lived by that, I, I think overall um, we would be in a better position too. So again, like I said, it's not just the two plus two equals four. It's everything uh, as a whole going into that uh, uh, interview. And that's, yeah. that's the key is the, so the, he, here's steps getting to that interview, but overall here is how, uh, once you get there, you know, there's different pieces to that puzzle. Um, you know, there's some interviews where there's a whiteboard and they say, this is what I want you to start presenting to me. Right. So you could be a network engineer, no laptops, no nothing, just here's a whiteboard and they start quizzing you on different things. And you literally just on a whiteboard writing it out. But if you don't know that, beforehand you can't prep for it that's 100 percent true and um like you said it's one way getting it's one thing to get the interview it's another thing to get to the final the second you know get through the rounds and get the offer so you know step one is having that profile you know getting you to the top Step two is being able to get in your understanding, doing some due diligence and some research beforehand to understand the landscape so that when you're preparing, you know what to do. Say so some more folks are saying hi. Hey, Stefan, he says hi. Philip says hi again. Hi, Philip, we called, we said hi to you. Patrick Moten says hi. Uh, Jesse says hello, Justin, Renee, and everyone. Hello. And then, oh, Gina, Gina King says hi, it was her. Gina, I'm going to figure out how we can get this LinkedIn user thing off of the profile. I think it has something to do with your security settings, but I'm working I'm working on it right now while we're in here. All right. So Justin, I posted it up. Everyone has it. I posted it on, um, and Reginald says, hey, hey, I love how everyone is here on Saturdays. I think this is so cool. I mean, it, you know what's so funny? It's like we... Um, doing this show daily for this month we're on day 17 which is not so um it has been such an experience and what i really really appreciate more than anything else is that a you all keep coming back so the guests are phenomenal and then b the audience like just coming and talking and being um engaged um, I can even tell you that it's coming up soon but this is going to be a lot of fun we're going to be i'm going to be on the, the tool that we use is called StreamYard um, to stream. And, you know, they take taken notice. So we're, I'm going to be on their show talking about streaming on LinkedIn um, and doing these and, you know, helping the cybersecurity community. Um, and it's just so cool. And I love the engagement. So please ask your questions. I know Justin is going to jump in in a little while and start helping people um, find, actually do the job hunt. Right, Justin? Or did you want to do something else before we did that? Um, no, I mean, I'm, I'm really open to, uh, assisting in the job hunt. Uh, just like I did last, uh, two weekends ago, people reached out to me, uh, I sent them a couple links, some little chat sessions, things like that. Um, if I didn't get back to you, just r reach back out. I, I would always encourage people if, if you hear crickets, especially if it's from a recruiter, uh, from whoever, you know, a few days later, reach back out and say, hey, kind of a follow up. So um, a case in point, um, very, very rarely do I have a uh, applicant or a person that went through the interview process um, even reach back out. Right. They just they're just waiting. Right. Um, now, 
another piece of that is a lot of them don't ask that follow-up question of, okay, what's the next steps, right? Now, I give that information at the very end, but before I give that, I say, do you have any questions, right? Always have questions because those questions uh, make me do a little bit of mind search and make me register you even more, right? So now you asked a question about the CEO or work-life balance or whatever widespread question you can have, right? And typically I can answer that pretty fairly quickly and, you know, you know, have a good conversation with you, right? Um, but when you say, hey, I don't have any questions, it kind of, you're not really, it doesn't seem like you're that authentic and engaged, right? Um, so it, it sounds like more of a one-way street um, in that engagement. So when you have those questions coming back, it's you also asking, hey, is this a company that I want to work for? You know, you don't say that exactly like that, but you have certain questions that uh, align to, is this a company you want to work for? Now, if it's the only position available to you, of course you want to work there. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, what I'm trying to get at is uh, make sure who you are as a person aligns to that work. So when you do go to work, uh, it doesn't feel like work, right? So you can be there for a year, two, three years, and it doesn't feel like you showed up to your job still. Exactly. You want it to be fun. You want it to be, um, you, you, well, A, you want your work to be fun, right? You want to have a good time. And then B, you want to share with the team that this is something that you want to do. Um, and you want to have a good time that you that you're interested, you're engaged, all that good stuff. So a um, couple more folks over here. Justin, hold on one second. My daughter is trying to show up behind me, which is going to be kind of comical getting her out of here. One second. <laughs> So what I would also say to people that are on here live viewing or people that are on here um, after the fact, um, definitely reach out to me. Um, definitely jump in every time she does go live, Renee goes live. Um, there's always interesting facts, always inf interesting information that's being shared every single day or, you know, when she actually when she does have these live events. Um, that will help you, period. There's no question about it. Uh, just like I shared the Michael Quinn thing, she may have not have seen that. You may have never seen that. But now that 20, 30 minutes now, you can spend to develop your LinkedIn piece um, makes makes you even that stronger candidate. Okay, the little one is gone. <laughs> That's the three-year-old. Okay, so uh, I think this is Gina here that says, wow, you are correct, or they don't ask upfront what is the process that immediately cannot follow through. So, you know, to Justin's point, um, you know, you, you're going in there, you're not asking what's the follow-up, what's, what's next, understanding the process. You know, sometimes, and I see this, I see this posted up often, you know, people might say, oh, you know, we are asking for five, you know, people are talking about five rounds of interviews or what have you, you know, some companies, I'm not saying it's right or wrong, but some companies go through five rounds of interviews. And if you are actively looking for an opportunity and you are the person who wants to get the job, you know, you got to be prepared to go through those five rounds. The, um, you know, and how to be prepared is to set your expectations and know that the company, this is what the company's process is. And I would also say when you, you when you look at multi-round interviews, yes, as a candidate, it's taxing, period. There's no question about that, right? You have to reschedule things. 
You have to possibly take time off from your current job. Uh, all these slews of issues you have to uh, correct so that you can uh, attain one, two, three, four, five, six, how many other interviews, right? But you also know that this is a process that are you're vetting the people that you will work with, right? So you know that that other person you're engaged with, working with, whatever, went through an HR board, a technical board, a management board, you know, whatever board it is that they want you to go through, uh, actual hands-on board, all these different pieces, right? Um, so you know that that's the playing field you're on. You know, you have excellent talent and possibly, you know, tens of thousands of people that, you know, uh, applied to this position and it vetted down to maybe 10 people that even went through the first round, right? And, you know, you got a smaller, smaller niche of people, but you know that this is a really great uh, environment and very uh, intelligent people you're working with. Exactly. Okay, a couple more comments while we're doing it here. Um, Reginald, I think that is outstanding. Thank you. Um, somebody said, I love kids. Oh, this must be Gina. Yeah, my daughter is a trip. Podcasting in her future. Yeah, she's a little... <laughs> <laughs> she's she's always here. They're, one of them is always in the background lurking. So, um, Justin, do you want to do, like, I guess if anybody that's here that's actively looking, Justin, what should they tell you so that you could jump in and do a couple searches for them? All right. So uh, real quick, um, say hi, of course, uh, if you haven't yet. Um, uh, quick, just so I can do it in my search engine, just a quick, uh, hey, uh, location. Location is a big thing. Um, if you're looking for a remote, uh, it was a fun joke last two weeks ago. Uh, we ran out of this remote job that was like $150,000 or something like that. And we we're like, oh, everyone's applying to that right now. <laughs> right. Um, so try to get it more of uh, Las Vegas, Nevada, San Diego, California, you know, wherever uh, that. And then what type of job title? Now, one thing I say about job titles is they can vary widely between different companies. Right. Um, and what I mean by that is every single time uh, you can say, hey, here's this role and it has this description. And then you go to this next company, same description, almost near identical description, different job title. So that, that's where you kind of have to understand as you're searching, look at different job titles um, that may s suit you. Exactly. Lincoln said, this is our Saturday morning hangout. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for joining. <laughs> Thank you, Lincoln. Yes, we are here. A couple more Saturdays until the end of the month. Then I go back to my regularly scheduled program. <laughs> the, I love you the, all, though. But yeah, but the piece is, you know, every time we do this, Renee, someone, at least one person is being helped at a minimum. And that that's why I love, and I've been doing this for years, uh, uh, you know, on LinkedIn with chatting with people, things of that nature is it's kind of giving back to that overall community um, and helping, you know, Hey, it's Saturday, it's one o'clock. All right. Well, we're all still in quarantine. So it's, that's another good thing. Right. <laughs> it's, you know, it's a good time to, you know, do something. Totally. And for those of you who do not know, Justin Jones has his own, I don't Do you still run that? I know you had your own. I, okay, so, I, so I, I think that kind of triggered yours to start. Um, so I want to say maybe, <laughs> um, not I really, but I, 
<laughs> oh, we my bad. A, we, had, we had a different agenda, but yes. <laughs> so for about a month, right, uh, I was I was getting recruiters on. It was crazy. Like almost every night I had a, this recruiter on, this recruiter. From I'd have IBM on, I have TK systems. I'd have just a wide range of recruiters on, right? And uh, I'd have people come on. I'm probably 100, 200 people coming in and coming in. And I ran it that for a solid month, and then I got burned out. I just was like, all right, well, that was fun, and uh, I kind of moved on from that. Because if people don't understand, it, you can put a lot of resources into building something like this, and then uh, it, it can take a lot of time away from other things. You know what's funny, Justin? I didn't realize it was a month. It felt like so much longer than that. Because it was every day, and it was a new host every single day. I mean, yeah. it was crazy. I, uh, I mean, I still have my uh, the account and everything, but it was every single day. I was like, all right, here's this host, here's this host, and I mean, the, people were applying on the spot. Like, yeah. hey, I have this person that has a thousand jobs in the, the IT sector. Right. They want you to apply right now. Go to this link because I'd have their job link, right? Um, their LinkedIn profile, all that stuff. And they were, it was just massive. All these people were applying and, you know, all these recruiters were, you know, saying thank you back to me yeah. um, because, you know, now they're filling vacancies that they may have had for weeks, months um, at, at that point. Right. So Justin, and, tell people who who may not have known. So Justin, and I'll I'll prep it, but Justin used to run. He and I didn't realize this was a month. It felt like it was so much longer. But he had you had like a recruiter corner, right? Or yeah. you had so Justin and we every once in a while we do so with with breaking into security. Our you know the 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 real the reason why we started ours is to we wanted peer to peer. So we wanted people typically under five years experience sharing their experience with other people under five years experience or people who would not who are entry level consider early career talent, right? So folks who are don't have a ton of experience because it's such a struggle to break into this industry. Now, Justin was active. Justin, you were actively looking for a job at that time, right? Maybe like Correct. three years ago. So, so what was, this is what was crazy. So I'm an IT. So if you're in the Navy, I was IT one. Basically, I was E6. I was 14 years in, had no outside experience. I had no commercial experience, nothing. I had, I joined the Navy at 20. I got out at 34, right? So I had 14 years experience, roughly about a year, year and a half before I got out um, is whenever I started looking and stuff like that. About uh eight months before i got out is whenever i made that podcast so i had no connections no nothing only thing i had was linkedin right um now with linkedin i have thirty thousand connections so that's crazy i how do i have thirty thousand connections you know that's that's just crazy right um so i was building up connections with recruiters and then at the same time i was like hey there's these other people that are looking too. Why don't I connect with all the people that are looking and with recruiters and we just merge the two. And it was phenomenal. Like it was just like this crazy merge. And it was like, Hey, they're actually getting jobs. They're actually filling seats. And another piece of why I did it was I said, Hey, they're talking about the cybersecurity gap. I don't think there is one. There's a talent that's out there. Let them set in those seats. Right. Right. And so you had, well, I don't think I was able to come on because of my schedule and my kids were a little bit smaller. And I think you used to do them in the evening. Um, yeah, but like late, <laughs> so, but late in whole come, like a lot of my friends, recruiter friends would come on and, you know, share what they're looking for, bring their jobs, all that good stuff. And it was amazing. And so 
what um, you know what Justin had done, um, and I'm gonna I'm gonna share the YouTube link. Um, what Justin had done is still out there. It's on YouTube. Um, <laughs> he said, "So when we start, and I feel like Justin. It looks like we're gonna start. We we're gonna have to continue this little <laughs> this little show. Bring well, everybody on, but maybe so, November. Maybe yeah. So the the thing too. Um, so this this is there, right? So this is uh, history from uh, 2018. Now, holy crap! It's wow. <laughs> We're almost in 2021, right? So this is like yeah. August, September, 2018. I can't, I can't even believe it was that long. Yeah, ago. my little uh, one was like she was still like a little baby, like like I feel like under one or maybe one something. Yeah, like that. and I've I've been with Jacobs for like a year and a half now, so it's like it's really yeah. crazy. Like, but what I would say is that information that's on there, there's so much resources, especially at the end, the last 15, 20 minutes was Q and a session. It was legit live, just like this. You asking a recruiter, Hey, how do you find someone? Hey, how do you, where do you post these things that like you were quizzing this recruiter to find out new ways to, uh, get that job. Yep. It was all the behind the scenes stuff. Oh, yeah. Similar to what Danny and I and um, Jen did, Danny Barker and uh, Jennifer, I forget Jen's last name. Uh, we had one, I think it was this Thursday, this past Thursday, yes. And we talked about the differences between recruiters and sourcers. And we talked about social media and how social media impacts, you know, when people are looking for jobs and what recruiters can see and, and can't, you know, pretty much we can see everything uh, with the right tools. And so it ended up being this very long um, uh, episode because it was so enlightening. And I don't think people fully understood what recruiters can see, what hiring manage can, managers can see. Like if you use that email address and it goes across all the different platforms um, and, you know, recruiter bashing, a bunch of different things that came up that they had seen. And they were like, you know, who is going to... Um, it's the perception of what the person is writing that's out there. Um, and it could be looked at in a, in a negative way. Um, so it's just very, very powerful. And Justin, you know, I have to give you like um, total kudos for bringing in all those folks back then. And I guess we should start it up. I think it would be very, very helpful right now. Maybe I'll coerce Justin into doing it with me and <laughs> get his. So what, what I can do is uh, in November and we can do probably Saturdays or try to try to. I had to do evening times if it's during yeah. the weekday or if it's on a Saturday, Sunday, do it, you know, during the day. Um, but I, I can definitely reach out to some recruiters, uh, especially with Jacobs, but that's more of a clearance based recruiters. Yeah. Um, but I, I can definitely bring in like one of my recruiters and yeah. then I can bring in some public recruiters too, that are nine, yeah. uh, DOD nine clearance based. Mm -hmm. And we can have a little round robin discussion of how, how people are interviewed, um, how they source people, you know, A to Z, whatever question you have. And that's a live chat. Um, there's no filters. Uh, it's you ask a question, either someone on that, on the platform will, will answer you right there on live and it will hundred percent help you, uh, in your job search. For sure. So we're going to answer a couple questions because we both have to run soon. Patrick Moten wants to know, what do you, what would you say? Uh, experience, certifications, education, in which order? Patrick San Diego, InfoSec analyst or cyber analyst, entry level and no clearance. So uh, because you point out no clearance, uh, 
that's a different subject, right? So let me let me hit on the clearance portion real quick, and then we'll go to non-clearance, right? So with clearance, it's a hard requirement on certifications. I want to say that again. It is a hard requirement. Sometimes there can be like little waivers, maybe 60 days, six months, things like that. But typically that's a hard stop. So for me, whenever my recruiting team re looks for people, if you don't have that certification or you post about, hey, I am attaining it or something like that, um, they they really don't even reach out, right? Because that, that's a hard stop. It's just like not having clearance. So I would say um, having the education is a big ticket. And Renee probably can speak a lot better to this too, because I'm more in the DOD realm. Um, but education, um, experience, and then certification. I would I would say that those are kind of how I would look at it in the public sector. But again, like I said, in the DOD realm, certifications trumps. You can have a doctorate in something if you don't have I <laughs> that 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 certification. Uh, they can't hire you it, because it's a hard requirement to access those devices. Which is, and I, you know what, Justin, I shared that info because when you came on a couple of weeks ago, uh, CISOs, so we've been having a lot of CISOs come on. Um, and for those of you who don't know what a CISO is, it's a chief information security officer, usually the top person in a um, cybersecurity department or information security department. And a number of CISOs have said, and on the private side, in the private sector side, is that they don't even put college degrees on or certifications on their job description. Um, it's not for them. It's not necessary. It's not necessary. Um, it's not needed. They just want an open field, and they'll bring in the talent. And you know, whoever has the right experience and can do what they are asking the person to do, that person is the person who that they're they're looking to hire, regardless of your formal. Um, education. Now, I have worked mostly, my experience is mostly in large Fortune 500, mostly, honestly, Fortune 100 organizations when I would either be internally as an internal HR person slash recruiter or externally as a headhunter helping these people. My experience has been the vast majority of them will require uh, a degree. So they have, and I have to kind of check to see if what has changed recently, um, because I know with the, you know, with the Trump administration saying that the, the, the changes in degrees for the federal government, other people typically follow, follow suit. Um, so it may have changed or it may be changing. Um, but as of like about a year ago, almost all of those organizations, they would put a degree as a requirement. So um, it's really case by case based on, um, on, um, from the private sector on like, especially like startups, which is I think most of, from what I'm hearing and talking to people, seems like most of the startups will, when you're entry level, you're more likely to get into a startup environment quicker than like one of these large Fortune 500 um, type of organizations. So that's step one. So, you know, if you're looking for um, the, the easiest path, which is quite frankly, what we all should be looking for to get ourselves employed and get ourselves experience, then I would go with experience. Um, but that experience will likely come from a combination of either um, an associate's degree or taking classes or taking the certification classes. So it's not even only getting the certification, it's kind of going through the, okay, I took the security plus what did I learn? Okay, I'm applying that knowledge and I'm actually doing, like I'm applying that and I'm getting gaining experience even if it's self-directed experience. So it sounds convoluted, I know, <laughs> but in Justin's case, DOD 
security cleared folks, you have to have a certification, point blank, period. They will not entertain you at all, right? In private sector, I'm going to go in two different directions in the private se sector, startup, smaller company, probably a whole lot flexible, more flexible, um, really looking for people to kind of jump right in. Experience is key. And then public sector experiences, I mean, sorry, not public sector, larger organizations experience is also key, but they will want you to have some kind of education. So, you know, if a minimum of an associate's degree or something, they will want you to have a degree. That's what I've been seeing in the market. And we'll continue to bring on leaders to ask them those types of questions. Like, what are you looking for when you look for um, entry-level talent or people who are pivoting into security? So, um, Justin, I don't know if you're going to be able to help any more people because we're almost at, we're at like 205 here. Um, so Patrick, you may have to connect with Justin offline and then Philip also, um, Lincoln says, Justin, do you know of a good resource for mock interviews, even better specifically in the InfoSec space? So I've seen multiple people post uh, different articles, different links, things like that. I would say one of the best ways to do a mock interview is with someone, period. Um, you can you can have all your different resources to, hey, here's all these questions that could possibly be asked, right? You need to have that 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 two-way street uh, when you're doing a mock interview, though, period. So I would definitely do a little bit more research into that aspect and see if there is maybe some service providers or someone in 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 the industry that can give you those mock interviews, um, hopefully for free. Um, but I'm sure there is some outlet out there that will say, Hey, you pony up some money. I will, you know, have X person show up for 30 minutes, an hour, you know, a live chat, um, with that. So why, why I say a live interaction, it's so you're not just, you, you don't just focus on, Hey, here's some questions and Hey, this is the only questions they're going to ask. Um, uh, for PC tech, for instance, I know that's not strictly cybersecurity, but I have a small, maybe four or five questions that I, I always ask. And then I have another 15, 20 questions that I'll freestyle um, just based off our conversation, how I feel you did about those four or five questions. And then I just go from there. So Gina says, reach out to her. She'll do it for, with you for free. Thank you, Gina. Um, and then Reginald says here that he wants to thank me, Renee. I have started talking with Perscolas. And I wanted to bring this up because um, Perscolas, thank you, Reginald. I'm glad you took action um, and reached out to Perscolas. So Perscolas, for people who do not know, is a training organization. I believe it is free. Um, however, um, it is like a 40 hour a week program. So yesterday or a couple days last week, we had a couple people on who had been through the Perscolas program. Um, they got the one person got his A plus security plus and network plus. Um, and then they also help them with, they help you with, um, they coach you and help you with a lot of the, um, what you're just talking about. So the mock interviews, all that, all that as well. Um, there's another organization called Year Up. Uh, the only thing with Year Up is that I think, I believe you have to be under 24 years old. Um, and actually you have to be between 19 and 24. I think they don't take you if you're under 18. It's a very specific time age range. Um, they're also free. However, uh, it's a 
you have to have meet a socioeconomic requirement um, for that group. So Reginald, I'm super excited that you are over there talking to them. Hopefully everything works out. I've pushed people in their direction over the years and you know I've gotten nothing but very, very positive feedback. Um, the only thing is it is a commitment because it's 40 hours a week, it's like a job. So it's 40 hours a week for a couple months. Um, but then when you come out, you know, they are giving you the experience. They are telling you, and these people are getting jobs at all the Fortune, Fortune 500 companies, um, government agencies, like one of the, the people that was on, he was at the IRS. Um, you know, they, they got stepping stones into places. I know there's a group, a big group that I'm trying to um, bring on here. They're at Capital One. Um, so definitely one of these organizations is a really, really great place. And they are, I believe they are free as well. Uh, Renee, I wanted to piggyback off that real quick before we uh, wrap this up. If you could share where I sent real quick. Yep. So basically, this is crazy. So a few months ago, Google actually launched a program that allows you to go through a course. Uh, once you complete that course, you can apply to 50 different companies. And they would say because you have that education, you qualify um, for certain positions. That's no education. That's no, ed that's no certifications. That's you entry level joining the IT sector and IT can lead to cybersecurity and to other aspects. So I highly, highly recommend looking at that Google link, um, where you can, uh, do that IT support, uh, piece. I haven't done it myself, of course. Um, but that's a quick, easy way to say, Hey, I want to get into IT. I want to get into cybersecurity. Hey, here's this resource Google gave. And at the end of it, these 50 companies, 50 large companies, including Google, will actually uh, entertain hire, uh, interviewing and th things of that nature. So I think that's a phenomenal resource for entry level uh, people that are maybe still in college. They may just not be looking at doing certifications and uh, that, that nature. Yeah, I'm going to, um, I know I posted it just now and it went to um, YouTube. So I'm going to post it right now and send it to uh, the LinkedIn group. So it's, it's grow.google, right? Slash yep. programs. Yikes. Program. Slash, yeah, slash IT tech uh, support. Yep. Slash IT. And. And uh, mm -hmm. as, as we're wrapping up, like, I, like I've said two weeks ago, uh, definitely reach out to me on LinkedIn. Um, I'm open. I'm, I don't charge anyone. I don't, I don't navigate you towards any certain company. I literally say, uh, here's who you are. Here's a little bit of background about you. All right. Here's some openings that I can find for you. And that's kind of how I look at it. And then I might also give you, you know, some more opinions and things of that nature. Exactly. So Justin, thank you so much for being here. Everyone else, Shreya says thank you for the resources. Thank you, Justin. Um, this, is the re this is the resource that Justin talks about. It's grow.google forward slash programs forward slash IT dash support. Um, and what Justin just said is that we can apply, people can apply to those roles and end up with opportunities through through going through this program, you can pretty much one application goes out to 50 different companies. Yep. And that right? that's that's not that's no college experience, that's no certifications, that's no experience. That's literally Google built this a few months ago to say, how do we fill the IT gap? How do we fill the cybersecurity gap? That's uh, and they as a large company took that action and said, hey, here is our way of getting you from point A to point Z. Yep. 
100%. And IBM, I believe, has something too. So when we come back the next time, we'll have some resources because I know IBM is doing something. I know Western Governors University is having something that's like a wallet where you take all your different experiences. They consider it like some kind of like like a wallet. So you don't, you know, in the future, there won't be a whole bunch of resumes. It's like somebody can kind of see all your certifications and everything else. Um, so a lot of stuff happening, which is great. Um, a lot of awesome free resources, which is great. You know, paying for something is great, but why? <laughs> you don't have to. This was free for everyone watching and they just got all this extra information that they didn't have an hour ago. Yeah, 100%. So Justin, thanks again. Um, Everyone, oh, Justin, Sir, Sir, Sergey or Sergey said that his uh, connection request is still pending with you. So let just so Justin got <laughs> so I can <laughs> Justin got kicked off of LinkedIn the other day because he put a post up and he was trying to approve twenty five hundred or so connections, and LinkedIn thought he was a bot. So yeah. it might have gotten caught up in that. <laughs> so we had to tell. I've been I've been uh, going through maybe like fifty or so a day. I've just try not to hit a uh, hit that hard limit again. Because <laughs> right. yeah. um, it's, oh, it's coming. Yeah, I see him right now. Um, get with me offline, um, yep. Sergey, and uh, we'll, we'll get it corrected. Yeah, we'll get it all done. All right. Thanks, folks. Thanks for being here. Thanks for being awesome. And Justin, thank you. And uh, we will see you again tomorrow for another episode of Breaking into Cybersecurity. Bye, everybody. Bye.